Welcome to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. In this program, Marty discusses waterfowl and upland bird hunting, as well as the clay target shooting sports, with some of the top industry leaders and shooting pros from around the world. If you're just starting out or you've been hunting and shooting for years, we'll have wing and clay target news and information that you can use. Now, here is your host, Marty Fisher. And welcome to Wing and Clay Nation Radio, and boy, we have got a great show this week. And when I say great, I mean great because I've got two of the very best clay target shooters in the world as guests on this show tonight. And when I say that, I don't say that lightly. I mean, I, I can I can go down their list of accomplishments and it's it's staggering. But not only are these guys great shots, they're also both great instructors. So we're going to get into a whole bunch of stuff with these guys, talk about the soul of the man. We're going to get into how they shoot, how they teach, all of those things. But first of all, I've got to do a, a couple of things. Obviously, um, you know, you have things going in the on in the wing and clay world uh, right now. And... Uh, one of the first things that I want to talk to you about is the Midway USA Foundation. You know, <clears throat> I had uh, a buddy of mine, Jim Dunn, who was on the Midway USA Foundation on the show, uh, you know, some weeks ago. And we talked at length about, um, uh, you know, how they are able to raise money and things like that. And. I just got something in the mail that is just mind-boggling. Uh, this past year, 2018, Midway USA Foundation donated for youth shooting in this country $3,256,546, which is a $339,000 increase over what they did in 2017. Now, this impacts 882 different high school and college shooting teams around the country and 37,300 athletes. That is absolutely remarkable. And we can't thank Larry and Brenda Potterfield enough for what they do for youth shooting. And, you know, they are the future of our sport. What else is going on? Well, I was at the NWTF national convention over in, um, uh, Nashville this past week uh, had a great time there. Fifty thousand crazy people, lots of turkey calls going off, lots of duck calls going off. Um, the place was packed. Uh, I had a chance to sit down and and spend some time with my good friends over at the Mossy Oak Camo. Uh, spent some time with Gus Bader at uh, at uh, Tristar Arms. Talk with him and and fondle that new. Uh, 410 semi-automatic he's got stopped by my buddies at uh, at Drake Waterfowl uh, they've got a new shooting shirt that they've come out with that I helped design uh, it's called the shooting shirt and it's it's going to be a real winner and we're also it's something y'all be announcing you know here down the road we're putting together a Drake Waterfowl shooting school uh, that I'm going to be involved in in a big way and uh, we'll have information on that coming up now what else well it's a uh, uh, it's time to time to think about some sporting clays. And, you know, this past week they had the, the Gator Cup down in Florida. And, and this week the big shoot, the big sporting shoot, is the Ducks Unlimited Continental Shoot going on out in Las Vegas at Clark County Shooting Park. Now, you know, I designed that place. And when I was out there, it was always hot or windy or something like that. But but guess what? Here they are. They Las Vegas just got seven inches of snow. This morning it was 33 degrees. And the wind was blowing, and wow, I mean, that's going to make it interesting. I think it's going to warm up a little bit for them out there, and, and they're not going to have the snow, but that's really unusual for Las Vegas. I, I do know this. I hope those, hope those shooters brought their, uh, their Mossy Oak uh, camo parkers because, you know, Mossy Oak is the official camo of, of Ducks Unlimited, and, and it's going to come in really, really handy. Now, a couple of other things I've got before before I uh, go to uh, my first guest. Uh, some stuff that I'm doing. Uh, Clay Target Nation magazine. I'm doing some things for them. I've got a history of of clay shooting in America coming up in an article, and I'm working on one that I call the package. And basically, it's a little bit about everything you need to get you to the in the direction of 
the two guests that I'm going to be introducing here shortly. Uh, Clay Shooting USA, I've got a, a piece coming out there called uh, about course design uh, that should be out in the next issue. And I've got a, uh, uh, a, a new web blog that I'm getting ready to do on Wing and Clay Nation, or excuse me, wingandclayradio.com. Uh, and it's going to be called Let's Talk Shooting. We'll do that on a weekly basis and uh, should be a lot of fun. So, hey, let's uh, let's see about getting started. You know, the, the first guy that I'm going to introduce, he's been traveling all over the place. And you know what? When, when you let's, let's think about that for a second. When you talk about travel and if you travel like they do or travel like I do, you're in constant fear that somebody somehow is going to find a way to get your guns out of your vehicle. And here's a problem. You know, the thief doesn't really care if your gun costs $100 or $10,000. He's just trying to get his hands on it. Well, I've tried all sorts of remedies to, to hide my guns, and you probably have too. I lock them in the truck. I cover them up with a blanket. You know, I put them in locking drawers. Well, here's the problem. A really crafty thief can get to all of that stuff in a matter of seconds. But we've got a new, a new sponsor partner here on the show called the Crushable Vault. And this product allows you to secure your guns, your ammo, your valuables in a way that they simply can't be removed from your vehicle unless you do it yourself. The Crushable Vault. I want you to check them out at thecrushablevault.com, and you'll have your freedom secured. And if you do that and you like what you see, there's going to be a promo code that you can put in. Just at, When you check out, just type in Marty, and you will get an immediate 10% off on your purchase. TheCrushableVault.com. Check those guys out. Now, let's move on. My first guest, and I'm telling you, I've known this guy for a long, long, long time, uh, Wendell Cherry. And Wendell Cherry is a, is a very unique individual. This guy was an accomplished musician who played, <laughs> he played at the Grand Ole Opry. He played at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, and he, he, he was a hunter. He started shooting clays at, in 1995, and then he, in 2002, he decided he wanted to make that his profession instead of the music. And I've got to admit, he's had quite the run. So, Wendell Cherry, are you on the line with me? Yeah, can you hear me, Marty? Hey, well, I got you, Wendell. Okay, listen, yeah, we're, we're good yeah. to go. I've I've kind of introduced you a little bit and told told a little bit of your story about about yep. you being in the music business and and being yep. quite the accomplished musician. And, uh, well, and now, so yeah. all of a sudden, you, you, yeah, you, you know, you started shooting sporting clays, and and uh, yeah, I, I remember this well. I mean, by, back early two thousands, two thousand one, two thousand two, you picked yep. up the phone and called me and said, Marty. Let me tell you what I'm thinking about. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking about going into shooting and teaching full time. What do you think? Yeah. Well, we had a pretty good talk about that, and and uh, I'm glad I gave you the advice that I did that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's helped you get where you are. But, my friend, welcome to the show. And, you know, I, I want to spend just a, a minute and, and let you do this. Tell the folks a little bit about Wendell, just just real quick, and then we'll, we'll get All into right. some other questions. All right. Well, awful good to talk to you, Marty. I remember when I was starting out shooting sporting clays. Uh, sporting clays is back on TV back in those days more, more than it is now. And uh, ESPN2 had an outdoor show on Saturday morning, and you were on there. And I saw you there, I guess, in about 1994. And then after that, I tried to call you and try to bum a, a bunch of free uh, info off of you on the phone <laughs> and uh, and uh, try trying to start and uh, stuff but uh but but I, i've seen you and and followed you uh through the years through uh target shooting and espn and uh your uh hunting stuff and and all, all of that and so very good to be here um uh, i started playing guitar when i was about six years old uh i'm a farm boy and uh and uh, we didn't have a lot to do except that. And then, then uh, when I got out of school, I was 17 years old, and I started on the Opry then at 17. And I played for a lot of acts and uh, through, through, through the years, and uh, and um, I did a lot of session work. But when I was a kid, I had uh, tonsillitis, and uh, and and my fevers would run very high, and that hurt my hearing when I was a kid. And as I got older, it got worse to the point I. 
I, I actually couldn't hear the click track in the studio anymore. And so, and so that's what brought the shooting into uh, the game, and, and that's kind of how all that started. And I, I started shooting uh, in the fall of not 1994 is it, it, when I started. Then I won the, my first uh, title in 1999, and then in 2002 I went full-time. So that's kind of how I got here. So, Wendell, that's a great story about how you got started. But, you know, it's, it, there's a little more to this than – just saying that you want to do it. I mean, you know, you've you've got to have a a, a remarkable support system, and and I, and I know you had that, and 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 you had yeah. some some really bad things happen to you. Your your beautiful wife Anne, who was by your side from from day one, you know, cheering yeah. you along and and and, yeah. and going to your middle things with you, and all of those things, you know, yeah. just all of a sudden, you know, something came up and she passed away, and. Yeah, how how's that been for you? I mean, obviously it's been terrible, but uh, yep. you know, you, it sounds like looks like you you you've rebounded it's, well. Well, you know, when all all through the years, and and I, you know, I was fortunate, and I got to win a lot of stuff, and and through the years, all that's been pretty easy. And uh, in 2016, my 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 wife Anne, she 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 passed away, and. Uh, and since then, it's, I've had to start over, and, and of course, that's uh, everything has changed. And uh, and she was my uh, well, she was my right arm, and uh, she was my sports psychologist, uh, my trapper, my trainer. Uh, she was everything, and uh, and um, and she and I kind of built this whole thing together. And uh, you know, I've shot over a million targets in my life, and I guess all but a few thousand she trapped. Well, that, and and that's you know and that's that's absolutely remarkable and it's and and it's so difficult you know when when life throws you a curve and I yeah. and I know and I know that there's not a day that goes by that that, that you don't think about her and uh, but you know what she she left a really good foundation and we're going to talk about that foundation in just a minute folks yep. Wendell you sit tight we're going to be right back with more Wing and Clay Nation right after these messages. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email, wingandclayradio at gmail.com. That's wingandclayradio at gmail.com. 
Now, let's get back to this week's show. And welcome back. And, you know, let me say this. This uh, this portion of Wing and Clay Nation is brought to you my good friend, by my good friend Jack Homer and ESP, Electronic Shooters Protection. You know, those those are the custom earplugs that I put in my ear. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking to Wendell Cherry, and, and I hear Wendell talk about, you know, I've shot over a million shells. And, and I, I, can, I can tell you, you know, if you've ever heard a ringing in your ear, after you, after you go out shooting, uh, I, I yep. can assure you that I have, and I imagine at some point Wendell has too. You know, Absolutely. fortunately, I, I yeah, fortunately I discovered ESP and and a couple of decades ago, and 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 now I'm protected every time I squeeze the trigger. But you know, guys, anything over 90 decibels can damage your hearing, and a gunshot yep. is upwards of 150. So do yep. yourself a favor, go check out my friends at ESPAmerica.com, and uh, and take care of your hearing. Now, Wendell, yep. we kind of yes, set the stage, kind of set the stage in our first segment for, for, for where we are today, and uh, and where we are today is, uh, is is pretty remarkable. You know, I look at uh, I, I look at some of the achievements that that um, that your uh, that your assistant sent to me, and I'm just absolutely floored. And and I think the one that 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 stands out to me more than anything else. Uh, is that you've been on Team USA 28 times in different things, yep. 16 yep. first-team All-Americans. You've been on yep. the podium. That means first, second, or third. And this is in big shoots now, yep. more than 450 times. Now, right. Wendell, I, I, I've got to say this, buddy. Yep. Uh, you are, you're a remarkable shot, but you know what? That just didn't happen. So no. talk to me a little bit about what did you go through, honestly, over the years to get yourself to be well, that good? What, what, what really well, happened? Well, you know, what I did, I took every primary shot down, just starting with a crosser, and I shot that thousands and thousands of times trying to make it the most efficient move I could possibly do. And, and I went through all of my primary targets that way, and I would, I would do that. Um, actually, I, I tell all my students to do ten in a row. I did a uh, I did a whole box of shells. If I missed a shot in a box, I would start back over at the count of one, and I would do that from zero to sixty yards. And, wow! And and so so there was a lot of uh, training. You know, when, when I practice, I don't go shoot a course. I work on little bitty parts of one simple move to one target. I may shoot the whole practice session on shooting one target. That's uh, it's just a very simple target, but you know, like I may be trying to practice eye speed or or speed in general or or uh, just little small parts. I rarely ever go try to uh, shoot the whole course. Uh, that wouldn't do, do me very much good. That, uh, and so I want to focus on on one thing at a time, and I want to do that one thing that day, uh, and then that's all that I do for that day. So I think. Uh, Trying to work on little small parts of your game one at a time speeds up uh, uh, that journey. But uh, but you know I still work hard. I, I coach eight eight uh, sometimes ten hours a day, and then just before dark I practice every day or thereabouts. And wow, that, uh, so still 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 at, uh, at at this stage of the game I teach all day. I'm exhausted and I don't want to go shoot, but I still go shoot because I know somebody else is. Well, you and, know, and, uh, the, and, the, and the the thing that a lot of people uh, seem to 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 forget about, you know, and 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 I teach too, and I and, and as as you do, and I, I, you know, I I I tell people, you know, the first thing you've got to do is, is when you go out to practice is just like you said, don't keep score. You know, score right. doesn't matter when you're working on your game; it no. really doesn't. But no. but but what matters is can you make the process repeatable, and that's that right. is that's what what you're talking about here is the repeatability of a move or an or an insertion point or a visual pickup point or things like that's that. Right. Those things are absolutely critical, and I think a lot of people don't put enough stock in that kind of stuff in order to make them really good. That's uh, uh, I think you're exactly right. I, I think there's so many little simple points that they just don't. Uh, put uh, enough weight on, uh, and you know there's two kinds of practice. There's uh, pra- pra- practice to where you you, d- you just do your technique, and then there's 
execution practice, and that's where, where you would actually go build a score with your full program and stuff. And those are totally different kinds of shooting. And so I think a lot of shooters that I see come here to Quail Creek, well, well, I, and uh, I've been teaching here for two months, most guys grab a golf cart, they jump uh, uh, on it, and they go out and they shoot the course, and then they go home. Yeah, and, and they call uh, that practice. And, that's right, and, and, and that's and, fun and, to do, but it won't make you better. Well, that, that and, is uh, exactly you know, right. So, uh, so, so you have to actually uh, enjoy that journey of it, I think, to become good. In the same way, when I play guitar, uh, uh, you, know, you know, back when, when I did that full-time, I, I would play uh, seven, eight hours a day. Yeah, and and you know, and here's the thing. You know, we, you and I talked a little bit the other day, and 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 one of the things that that we we both agreed on, and 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 it's and it's something that I think we need to get out here, uh, because when you start talking about uh, the repeatability and working on individual parts of your game and things like that, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the guys that that come to take lessons from you, come to take lessons from me, come to take lessons from mm-hmm. from Brad Kidd, who we'll have here on the show in just a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. those guys, those guys, just want to hit more targets and have fun, and and sometimes we lose right. sight of that part of it. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think I think the first ten years I coached. I, I thought, I can't believe somebody would come and pay me this much money and not want, want to win. But it took me about 10 years to figure out that he doesn't care about being a champion. He just wants to be better. Right. And, uh, and, and that, was my, that was a big adjustment for me. And I still kind of have a hard time with that, uh, of, of knowing how much is enough. And, uh, and, you know, my forte is guys who are going to compete. I'm really good at that. I'm, I'm at home with that. And, but striking the proper intensity for a guy who's going to shoot once a month, uh, and, uh, and he just wants to get better. I can do that, but, but that has to be applied correctly. And a guy like me can certainly overdo that. You know, so well, and, so, and and you know, and it's easy to do, and and uh, you know, and 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 I'm not a, a champion shooter like you are. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm I'm more of a champion type bird shooter than, than I am yep, clay shooter yep. these days. But uh, yep. you know, when when I'm working with somebody, you know, the, I, I have to find out, you know, what what are your goals? You know, where what do you really right. want out of this? And I and I think that gets lost in the shuffle uh, by a lot of guys, especially guys that 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 we talk to that all they care about is moving up in class, getting them after class, you know, getting up on that podium. That's all they care about. But my gosh, you know, Wendell, there are millions of folks out there, many of them listening to this radio show that like you say, just want to get better, hit more targets and water, water will seek its own level. I mean, those folks, if they decide (laughs) that, Hey, I like it enough that I want a little bit, I want a little bit more from Wendell. And, uh, And that's, that's that's one way to do it. So here here's one thing that I want to ask you. Okay. If you had one or two things that you could give to somebody, and I'm talking about mm-hmm. I'm talking about a new shooter. I'm talking about mm-hmm. a guy that's a diehard shooter. You know, mm-hmm. a guy that really really wants to be good. If you mm-hmm. had one piece of advice that you could give that guy, what would it be? Mm-hmm. There would be two, uh, and and uh, I would. I would first say, if you're just starting out, uh, stand with bone support. Don't don't crawl up into some postured stance. And stand comfortably. Stand up, and learn to relax, and, and, and take the uh, stress out of your body as, as you move. And the other one that couples with that is learn to see the bird really well. And I know that sounds like a a really simple thing to do, but actually, there's a lot of uh, factors that have to be correct for your eyes to, to stay on the bird. So, mm-hmm. so those two things is to be able to stand up, be tension free, and to truly see the bird as you pull the trigger. Those, those, those are paramount. Well, you know, and and I am <clears throat> one of the things that that when I'm out teaching people, you know, I have folks that ask me, you know, what's the most important part of the shot? Well, to me. It's how you see the bird. I mean, it, it's Absolutely. a vision because the eyes are are the guide to everything. I mean, without Absolutely. the visual focus, you're guessing. Absolutely, and you know, stress, tension, uh, all all of those things take away acuity to the target, and so that's that's why we have to be uh, stress free, 
and be, uh, um, you know, you know, they'll they'll show you a show bird as you start, and and, and you point your finger at, at that bird, and you call pull, and they show you the shot. If you could pay attention to your psychological state at the time that you point your finger, that would be just about a perfect state to shoot a mm-hmm. shot from. Now that and, that makes all the sense in the world because you know forever, Wendell. I mean, back in the early days of sporting, you would mm-hmm. get that look. And the first yep. thing everybody would do would run over to the oh. run over to the to the box and, and change chokes. That's and, right. And that, That's that right. really shouldn't have yeah. anything to do with it. I mean, you know, uh, you've got to watch right. that target all the way to the ground to actually see what is it actually doing. That, and a lot of right. people just miss target reads terribly because they don't look at it long yep. enough. Yeah, but if you if you would pay attention to to your psychological state, how you're holding yourself and stand. See, when you point your finger at the showbird, you don't uh, bend your knees forward and, and your chin down and and, uh, and kind of in a fighting stance. No, you're standing straight up, and 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 it's calm. Uh, and uh, and so, if you'd pay attention to what that state is as you point your finger, try to shoot from that same state. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I liken this. As, as so often is golf with a shotgun. You know, if you look at pro golfers, they yep. look so comfortable. You look Absolutely. at guys that aren't pro golfers that are over, you know, chopping grass over on the driving range. They've got Absolutely. the ugliest stances you've ever seen. I mean, if you look Absolutely. at great shooters, they look so yep. comfortable and it almost looks like the gun doesn't move at all. And you look That's at everybody right. trying to climb that ladder and you see some really ugly stuff. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, I always tell everybody, I, I said, I want your feet fairly close together because you'll see a lot of shooters drop that back foot behind them. Well, as they move, they'll actually push with that foot. And mm-hmm. as they start to push with that, you know, of course, of course the uh, barrel is going to drop and they shoot under. Yes. Uh, well, uh, it, yeah, and, and, so. it, and it creates an unnatural move of the gun. And, yep. you know, folks don't understand, you know, they figure out, okay, I'm, I'm throwing a 30-inch pattern out there. How could I possibly ever miss a target? Well, you know, those those little quirky things, uh, if that gun moves a quarter of an inch in the wrong direction, absolutely. you know, it, it's exponential from the point of origin. So a quarter of an inch absolutely. long at the bead sometimes can be two or three feet at the target. And, that's uh, right. and and that's just crazy. Winter, we're coming yeah. up on a break. I want to hold you through the break so we can we can let folks know how to get in touch with you about uh, about okay. doing lessons or having their gun club okay. get in touch with you. Folks, yep. stay tuned. Wendell Cherry and I'll be right back on Winging Clay Nation after these messages. <laughs> Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside the minds of the players and coaches? We talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college sports. We'll review and preview this week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com.
You are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email. Wing and Clay Radio at gmail.com. That's Wing and Clay Radio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show. And welcome back. And I'm still here with my good friend Wendell Cherry, who's uh, to be honest with you, is one of the absolutely most accomplished uh, clay target shooters in the entire world. And Wendell, you know, you, boy, I mean, what great information you have, you have provided to this listening audience. And, you know, I know a lot of people are sitting over there chomping at the bit and say, wait a minute, how can I get in touch with this guy? Because... Right, like Tiger Tiger well, Woods has to have somebody standing behind him too, <laughs> and, and you can you can be that kind of coach. So if you right. would well, tell me a little bit how well, how do they get in touch with Wendell Cherry for uh, for some shooting instruction or or whatever? Okay, yeah, my 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 site is just WendellCherry.com, and all the phone numbers are on there. Judy Morris, uh, she she books me and stuff, so uh, you'll talk to her, and she's worked with uh, Team USA and the uh pro tour as well so she's very very capable and uh and so uh um that's how you do it well Wendell, listen buddy i cannot thank you enough for being a part of the show it uh the information is absolutely great where's your next shoot where where are you shooting next uh i'm actually going to the seminole cup uh okay. so uh i i'm here at this club till um sunday and then and then we go north well Good luck at the Seminole. That's not too far away. Thank from you me. very hope, much. Hope, hey, listen. Hopefully, you'll have some of this eighty-degree weather like we've had today. I hope so. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Wendell. I hope we'll, so. Listen, we'll do this again down the road. Thank you, buddy. Okay, buddy. Hey, folks, All right, thank you. That's Wendell bye, bye. Cherry, and and coming up now is a a young man, and I say young man because I'm an old guy, but when I met this guy, he was a he was about nine years old. Well, I actually met him at a club that I designed up in North Carolina called Catawba Sporting Clays. He was shooting with his dad. And, uh, you know, they they shot a lot together. And, you know, as 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 luck would have it, you know, he, he had a natural talent. And, uh, you know, he wound up uh, in, in following a guy uh, by the name of Scott Downs Jr. And, and, uh, and, and Brad won three... U.S. Opens, two national champions, a world champion in the junior level, and uh, and all of a sudden, his good friend Scott Downs was not around anymore. So, Brad, have I got you on the line? Yes, sir, Marty. You all right, do. buddy. Thank you so much for being here. You know, I was giving uh, I was giving the audience a little bit of background on you, and 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 we and we got up to the point where you know you were you were shooting remarkably well. You made you made all of these all American teams and all of that stuff as a junior, and mm-hmm. and then and then kind of your mentor and your good friend, uh, you know, suddenly wasn't with us anymore, and all of a sudden Brad Kidd just went away. So. Talk to me a little bit about that. Talk about your your youth and 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 how you, how you got started and shooting with your dad and and uh, and right on into into where you, where you stopped and then we'll pick up from there. You got it, Marty. Um, well, my my dad was my father was an avid hunter, um, so we were doing everything: quail hunt, ducks, dog, deer. From the time I was probably four or five years old, and uh, just so happened I grew up in Washington, North Carolina, and. Uh, a sporting clays range, Hunter, Hunter's Point, opened up in the you know little town I grew up in. So we went out there one day, and our goal was just to go get warmed up for dove season. I can't remember dove season or quail hunting we were doing the next week. We we're going to come try clay target shooting, and it just so happened the day we showed up to go out there at the range, they were having an NSCA competition. So I think I was eight years old, maybe nine. Um, we entered the tournament and. Uh, I broke 14 out of 100. You know, when I was done, I rushed up to the scoreboard to see if I'd won, you know. Um, <laughs> I just had a great time doing it. You know, I think I was shooting maybe a little, little Remy, a 20 gauge, 870 pump or something like that. Um, and we really were hooked right from the get go. Uh, fortunate enough just to have that range there, but the Downs family, they traveled and shot the tournament, Scott and his father. Uh, so we kind of joined in with them and, and started hitting the road and going to these competitions. And uh, I, my first national championship was 1992, and uh, just so happened Scott won the nationals that year, and and I was pretty much hooked. I wanted to be Scott. I wanted to win the nationals one day, 
Um, so it, it was, you know, a big thing in my life growing up. We were going to the big tournaments, the U.S. Open, the Nationals, the World Championships. Real neat way to grow up as a kid, traveling all over, seeing the world. Just the greatest thing about our sports is the amazing people in it. Um, so it was a real great way to connect with my parents, to be around good people, to travel and see the world. And, uh, you know, went on for, for, you know, through my, you know, my youth all the way through my high school years, uh, competing and shooting at a pretty high level in the junior division. Well, you know, you, and you, you, when we we talked you know, before the show, and, and you made a comment, and it, it, it kind of made me chuckle a little bit. And you said that the first time you ever went to the Nationals in '92, that's the first time you'd ever seen an automatic trap. Now, a lot a lot of guys <laughs> listening listening to to this show are are just going to say, "What? Well, look, what they don't My understand mind was is blown. Years, always had to be a teenager in the woods chucking that yeah. bird. You know, and I walk up there and you push a button, this clay comes flying out of this machine. I was amazed, and and there were targets doing things I'd never seen before. You know, so it was really cool to see that for the first time, and and look back at those days. Now, Marty, when I see a hand trap, I go, "Oh man!" Oh yeah, that's the exact opposite. You know, but the guy uh-huh. the, the nested pairs and all of that kind of crazy stuff. But I, you know, <laughs> I, 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 you know, and and not only not only did it freak you out to see the electric thrower, it probably freaked you out to see targets coming from two different directions because that. Oh, you know, most of the time on the, on the, that, on the manuals, they, you know, two trap, two targets were on the same arm, so it would only do so much. But uh, that that is that is absolutely hilarious. Now, you know, you had a you, you had a life changing moment. Uh, uh-huh. Your your mentor, your your really really close friend, the guy that you looked up to, uh, had uh, suffered an untimely death, and. That totally changed Brad Kidd Jr.'s life forever, didn't it? Yeah, it was, you know, it was a little bit of that, and then the timing of things as well. Um, definitely, you know, when, when that happened, you know, for those that don't know, Scott actually took his own life. Um, that was pretty earth-shattering for a 16, 17-year-old kid that, that really looked up to him. Um, in a way, it took the fun out of traveling, you know, it just wasn't the same. Uh, but I'm also at that point where, you know, you're out of high school, you're going to college, and, and uh, you're kind of becoming, you know, you start to get focused on becoming a man and growing up and, you know, getting into whatever business you're going in. So that was always a big struggle in our sport was bridging that gap between the kid that goes to college and, and then, you know, she has a busy life and a busy schedule and shooting being kind of, you know, it's an expensive, time-consuming hobby, so... It was a little bit of, of what happened with Scott. Um, that definitely probably got me more fully out of the game there. But it was also, you know, just where I was in life. Uh, it's a little different now. We've got, you know, all these college scholarship opportunities for kids. There's high school shooting teams. So it's a little different now. But in my day, that wasn't there. Um, so it was kind of, you know, my dad was always, oh, you're going to college. You're going to be successful in life and, and that kind of stuff. So a little bit of Scott's death and then, then a little bit of just uh, time to grow up, you know. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think you heard me say this uh, at the very beginning of the show. Uh, but I, I think you'll find this interesting because as you and I talked today about, you know, some people that contacted you about Boy Scout merit badges and, you know, because there's a mm-hmm. shotgunning merit badge now and, and SCTP and 4-H club and all of that stuff. I mean, the, you know, we didn't have that when, when we were little kids, Brad. I mean, you know, everything was, was follow daddy around and, and do what dad did. But, but nowadays I, I you know, I, I got a, a note from the Midway USA Foundation that uh, in, 19, in, in 2018, uh, and I'll tell you this because I know you didn't hear it, they donated $3.2 million to youth shooting in this country. And it, that, went to, that went to 882 high school and college shooting teams. Wow. Now, you know, 37, it's so exciting hey, for our sport, how, how much everybody... Yeah chips in and, and really wants to bring along the youth shooting. You know, in Minnesota, it's trap shooting is the number one sport in the entire state and then high school. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the regular crazy. go letter in it. There's thousands of kids in it. And it's really great. There's a lot of kids out there that maybe don't have the opportunity to make the football team. Maybe they're not big enough and strong enough. Well, anybody can shoot a shotgun. That's what the wonderful thing about our sport is. It's not well, a bigger, uh, faster, uh, stronger uh, game. Uh, it's, a, it's a game where you've got a, if you've got a little time, a little desire, and you're willing to put some effort in, you can learn how to do it. 
Well, and we're going to talk about that here in just a few minutes, but I, I do want to wrap up on, on, on kind of where we are with, with your life. We've got a couple of minutes before break. So you, 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 you got out of shooting. You were away from it for uh, literally for a decade. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's, boy, that is really hard to, you know, something that you love so much to walk away from it. As you say, it, it, there, were, there were a lot of reasons for it, and, and, and probably oh, the yeah. timing was right for that to happen. But mm-hmm. what, what, got, what brought you back? Um, that's actually kind of a good story. So, I, look, I, I didn't totally quit shooting. I always missed my friends. Every couple years, I would make a shoot somewhere more just to, you know, to see the people I grew up with. Um, but, uh, I got, uh, fresh out of college, I actually got in the mortgage business. I started a mortgage company at a young age, 20 years old. And, uh, it was really easy to figure out how to get licensed and open up shop and, and, and do all that. And, uh, it was a successful company for, for, you know, for a time there. And then that housing crisis in 2007, uh, pretty much shut me down. So I was too young at the time to see it coming and know that I should have got skinny and got smart. Uh, so I basically ran my business in the ground. So here I put my, you know, work into this company for, for five years and then just, you know, lived and breathed it for five years. And all of a sudden it's all gone. I'm thinking, what the heck am I going to do now? Uh, I thought, you know what? Some of my buddies stayed in the sport. They're quote unquote pro shooters and coaches now. I'm going to go just goof off a little bit and maybe do that with them for a little while while I figure out my next move. Well, I called Anthony Matarese. I said, hey, can I come up and spend a week with you and watch you teach and learn a little something? He taught me some stuff. Uh, well, the sport had grown exponentially. I had never realized, or back in my day, you didn't really think you would make a lot of money or you could make a good living as a pro shooter or as a coach, but it's just such a great game. It's, it's grown uh, exponentially, like I said, but almost just organically uh, at the recreational level itself. It's amazing how many millions of people shoot now. Uh, so it was kind of exciting. I got back into it, and uh, uh, it actually led me to, to being a club pro at Nemecolin, a nice shooting resort up in Pennsylvania. Then I found my way to the U.S. Open in 2008, where I got second place, which was a big deal at the time for me. I just got back in the game. And uh, so I stayed in Louisiana giving, uh, giving lessons in the area for a little while. Come to find out the oil field is huge in the shooting. So I got hired by an oil field company basically as a, to entertain, to take your client shooting. And you know, I did that for a number of years and then broke off. Uh, now I'm just kind of coaching on my own, um, you know, just making a living off of, you know, sponsorships and, you know, my winning and competitions and uh, my, uh, my instructor business. Wow. That, that's absolutely amazing. I'll tell you, we, we're up on a break. Let's take that break and when we come back, uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about present day, and then we're going to talk a little shop and and about uh, about your shooting school and and the things that you're doing, folks. I'm with Brad Kidd Jr. and Wing and Clay Nation. We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email. WingandClayRadio at gmail.com That's WingandClayRadio at gmail.com now, let's get back to this week's show. And welcome back. Marty Fisher here with my good buddy, Brad Kidd Jr. And, and uh, you know, as I said earlier, I've known this guy since he was nine years old, and I'm a lot older than he is. But uh, I'll tell you, from the first time I ever saw him point a shotgun, I was really, really impressed. And, you know, we've kind of gone through uh, some things that, that moved you up and down in the shooting world, Brad. And, you know, and, and as you said, you know, when I, when I came back and, and finished second in the U.S. Open in 2008, and a lot of folks don't realize, you know, that's a, that's a thousand shooters. I mean, that's, 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 that's not like 20 guys. I mean, that's the real deal. So, you know, we got a little bit beyond that. And uh, and you even got to the point where in 2010, what happened in 2010? I I don't want to say it. I want you to say it. Uh, 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 national champion 2010. And that, folks, that's 1,500 shooters, if not more. So look, this is uh, uh, th- these are accomplishments that you know most mortals could never dream of, and and you know it takes a lot of hard work. And and Brad, you you've. You, you've done that. You've gotten to the point where, you know, you put in the time, you put in your work. I'm sure, you you know, like Wendell had said, you still put in your time and your work because, you know, you surely can't get complacent. But now you're doing a lot of instructing and things like that. Why don't you talk a little bit about what's going on now? And uh, let's 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 uh, tell some folks what's happening in Brad Kidd's life these days. Oh, uh, well, Marty, I honestly, man, I, I, I love this game. Um, and my life is immersed in it. If I'm not out there giving a lesson, I'm probably practicing. Um, good story. I, uh, national championship this year. It's in October of year. It's kind of the wind down of our year. Normally when you finish shooting nationals, you take a couple months break. Well, uh, I thought I really had a good game dialed up by the nationals. Halfway through the shoot, I was leading. Um, and then I just, the wheels kind of came off Saturday and Sunday and I, I couldn't put my finger on it. I just realized my game wasn't quite where I needed it to have it to win that national championship, but I knew I was close. Now, typically it's time to put the gun up and relax, do a little hunting for the off season, you know, spend time with the family for the holidays. But I knew I was so close. I wanted to keep working. So through November and December, I guarantee I fired 20,000 rounds. Um, lots of practice, shot all the local competitions. And for the first time, instead of being, you know, geared up to get ready for the next shoot, I just had a couple months to explore my game and continue working on the finer points. And I honestly, I up my level a lot over these last three months. Um, we're only a couple months into the season this year, and I've already got nine wins, uh, a couple of those with some big major shoots. So really, really happy with my shooting. There was a time, I think in December, I averaged 97.8, somewhere in there through over 1,500 registered targets. So I'm trying to go every day I get a chance to go out there and practice. My goal is to get better. I'm going to get better at something. I'm going to learn something about my game. I'm going to get better at how I stand, how I move, how I think, how well I look at the bird. Uh, So I'm still very passionate about improving, and I'm very passionate about transferring that knowledge on to other shooters who enjoy the game, uh, you know, much as I do. Well, you're, you're, you're coaching a lot now and you're down in, in South Florida. Now, if, if, and I asked Wendell this same question a little while ago. If if you could put your finger on one or two things that you that you could tell, uh, not only a new shooter but you know somebody that's trying to climb that ladder, you know, because that ladder can get awfully tough when when at the closer you get to the top. Uh, if you had a couple of pointers that you could could give somebody, what would they be? Well, uh, you know, there's plenty of them to give. Uh, it depends what level you're at. Uh, the general basics, what you're trying to do, whether you're a new shooter or you're at my level, are really the same things. Um, this game's all about feel. It's about learning how to get to the bird, connect or cut the bird off, 
and get control of it or match the speed of the bird. Um, if you want to be able to do that at a, at a precise level, you've got to understand how to move, how to, how to use your body, how you need to stand and hold the gun, where your form and where your gun mount needs to be. And really, the, the easiest way to explain that, uh, be balanced and be relaxed. You've got to relieve the tension from the hands. So what I always say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the game. I want a calm mind. I want a soft, relaxed hand. I'm going to deliver some feel. I'm going to sync up with that bird, and I'm going to send my eye with the bird. If I can have a calm mind, a calm mind, a soft hand, and send my eye, the confidence, courage to send my eye with the bird through the shot, I'm probably going to kill that target. Well, and that, and, and you know, when we were talking earlier, you, you, you're definitely a, a lead picture guy. You know, you, you want to see leads, but you know, the one thing that that we both agreed on is lead is a feel. It's never a measure, and you know, you'll, you'll find shooters all the time trying to make sure that they don't miss, and that's when they do. It's- it, it doesn't – the most important thing you got to learn about this game is what I like to call reckless trust. Um, you've got to stand at the edge of that cliff and be comfortable there. So what happens at the end of that shot, we want to get careful. We want to measure. We want to place it in there carefully. The truth is, is you got to let go. you got to let go in every way, shape, and form of all your desire to break the bird, your fear of not breaking it, your worry of making a perfect move, all the tension in your hands and body – you let go of all that. you got to fully trust the shot. And if you can find the courage to do that, um, the birds start to break. That's really really what the game's about at, at, at a new level or a high level is just be willing to play with trust and courage. Uh, give it a little feel, see the bird well, and kind of let the hands take the shot. Now, as that relates to lead, you got to have a general idea. you got to know far, fast crossing is big. you got to know slow, close, you know, narrow-angle shot. That's uh, uh, that's a little lead. So I, you know, lead is a very general concept to me. I tell people normally I got three leads: right at it, a little bit, and a shitload. And you know, there's different versions of that. <laughs> but uh, I'm just yeah. trying to think up from a general area, a general zone, a general gap. So lead matters a little bit, but it's way down on my totem pole. I care more about feel, vision, stance, form, balance, movement. Uh, my mindset, my planning, uh, you know, so leads there, but it's it's not the most important part of the shot. You know, and the, and the crazy thing when you when you talk about all of those different elements of a perfect shot, the lead frankly takes care of itself. I mean, it's it, it's oh, 100%. you know, it, yeah. I mean, it's just 100%. all all of a sudden it looks great. Now we we've got a couple Marty, of minutes. I'm blown away. I'll. I'll go connect to a bird and move with it, and then when I go pull the trigger, my hands have gone out to 10, 12 foot of lead, and I thought that was going to take three. You know, mm-hmm. I go, holy crap, like, what? Yeah. I can't believe my, but I had the courage to let my hands just take them where they wanted to go, and your subconscious knows. It's amazing what our yeah. subconscious computer, our hand-eye coordination is capable of if we'll kind of get out of its way and let it operate, you know? Well, we're 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 we've got a little less than a minute to go here, uh, Brad. So you're do, you're doing a lot of teaching. You're down in Florida. You you travel around. Tell everybody how do you get in touch with Brad Kidd Jr. for a lesson or or consultation or whatever. Yeah, I'm really easy to find. Uh, you can just Google Brad Kidd Jr. My website will come up. You can call me. You can email me. You can text me. Uh, I teach primarily uh, down here in South Florida. So uh, we've got four world class clubs within about 40 minutes of each other between Quail Creek, South Florida Shooting Club, Vero Beach, Clay Target Sports, another one called OK Corral. Palm Beach is opening up another state run facility. So in my mind, this is really becoming the mecca of Clay Target shooting. If you well, love shooting targets, yeah. Uh, and, South Florida is a great place to be, great place to be, great weather during the winter. You know, it's just a wonderful place. I travel a little bit. I get to Texas. I uh, do a few overseas trips and, and, and teach. Uh, All right. Okay. We're up, on the, we're up on the end here, Brad. Bit. Listen, thank you so much, buddy. I'll tell you, bradkidjr.com. Get in touch with this guy. He can really help you. Folks, that's it this week for Wing and Clay Nation. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. Please join Marty again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week's show, think safety first and good shooting.